Hey there, happy Wednesday. It's 11 a.m. and it's time for another episode of CHGO Bears presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. What's going on today? I am your host, Will DeWitt, Nicholas Moriano. He is right here with me. Adam Hogue is taking a planned day off. He's going to return tomorrow on Thursday. And Nick, we're just kind of kicking it old school here today. You know, just the two of us. It's remote. We've done this just a couple of times in our lifetime. Uh, how you been, man? How's it going? I, I'm good. Well, the the sun, that ball of energy in the sky, it it is it does exist. It's out there. I can physically see it. It's I, I mean, I don't know about you, Will, but in, here in the Illinois area, like it just hasn't been there. I don't know how it's been in Indiana though. It's like you have like a bubble because I've had some sunshine and it's like I've actually been able to work on my tan, even though the webcams make me look a little pastier than I feel like I look in the mirror right now. But I'm glad that the sun's out. It just kind of helps brighten the mood a bit. Like when you feel those mm-hmm. that sun ray hit your skin, it just it hits different. And I miss it. Like winter's a long slog. And I'm sure, you know, did you go outside yet and feel it? Because it just elevates that mood so much. Yeah, I went to go work out. Um earlier today and just outside it's, it's still cold it's still cold but just having like i said the sun out there and i know a lot of people here can agree like it it's nice to have it. it's may for god's sake may 4th and i don't know if you guys can see as if you're watching i am wearing a a star wars theme shirt i'm not the biggest star wars guy but i do have one star wars shirt in the wardrobe <laughs> Okay, right on. I'm not a super big Star Wars fan per se, although I don't understand why, because it's right up my alley in terms of like a lot of my interests, like as you would know, Nick, but like my parents never really made me watch it as a kid. And then you get old and you're embarrassed that you'd never seen it. And I don't think I've actually sat down and watched the full movie. I've seen like the spoofs on like Robot Chicken and Family Guy and like all the (laughs) other things. That's about it. So I get the story. I just don't get the original version of it. Wow, Robot Chicken. I forgot that was even a thing they would bring up everything like you would have like dragon ball z would be fe- like mm-hmm. literally everything was fair game there oh my gosh it's bringing back such good <laughs> memories now well and uh, of course what adult swim i think i was probably watching that when you're not supposed to as a younger younger kid but man that i love that show thanks for bringing that up <laughs> no problem i know what you're doing after this show you're gonna go find it and binge it and you're gonna have all these weird yeah. crude humory remarks for the rest of the week on the podcast I think that's what I have to do. I also see um, comments in here about um, the being gone. Look, guys, it's already coming back. If you can see, on the, uh, you know, watch on YouTube by Friday when rookie Bears rookie minicamp starts. Hopefully I'll be back to not looking like a 15 year old again. Was that like purposeful or did an accident happen? I need to know. <laughs> it was purposeful. Like, I'm like, OK, do I have a new razor and shaving cream? Because I don't shave my face like it's been like probably two years. As I full, you know, baby face Nick here, but I saw it. I'm like, all right, we're going for it. Let's do it. All right. Usually mine is an accident and it's like, Hey, I'm doing something a little bit out of the ordinary. I want to look good. And I ended up by like bottom out, like one side of my face. I'm like, well, there it goes. And the only other time that's happened, I, I rocked that goatee for a week and you said you liked it. I, I don't know if I did. Good. It was something it's a good look. It was okay. I, my uh, my parents and my brothers were like, just go mustache, just mustache on the show one of these days. And I'm like, all right, screw it. We'll do it. Like, I think actually as I'm growing this out, we'll do it all over again. Just go mustache and uh, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Nicholas Moriano going full Matt Peck. Inspiration here at CHDO. Yep, I like it. Speaking of, you know, our other colleagues and what we've been doing around here, go Sox. Yes, let's go. Uh, you know, White Sox getting the W against the Cubs last night in what was just terrible, terrible conditions to play a baseball game. I, Adam and I were talking about this uh, yesterday. Like, why even play baseball early May on a Tuesday? Especially like a series like that where you want to get a lot of people involved. And yeah, it just, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me, Will. I think you could, they could reschedule that to make it work better. Well, I'll be at the of- game tonight, 48 degrees. Let's do it, guys. Ooh. There you go. And I saw he had a point at the Cubs right before Joey, right before oh, he left. Yeah. Oh, he did it. Uh, I see why he had to you know, pop in just, just for a second here uh, to make that representation felt. And, you know, I respect that uh, tremendously. But you just mentioned, like, the MLB 
kind of dropped the ball there in terms of like creating the schedule. And I know the NFL is going to be releasing its full schedule here soon. But today we did find out there were five uh, international games that were announced, uh, three in London, one in Germany, uh, one down in Mexico. And Nick, I know you and I were chatting this morning and like, hey, I want to kind of talk about this. Like it'd be a fun segment. Like where do we want to see the Bears play? And I know you were actually trying to say, where do I want to travel in order to go watch the Chicago Bears play? And so I wanted you to kind of kick it off. Like, where do you want to go, man? Because I know you're the travel bug. Like, where in the world would it be, you know, fun for you to go watch the Bears uh, other than probably anywhere because we're Bears fans. But I'm just curious. True. Yeah. I mean, look, going to London would be amazing. Never been uh, been to Europe. But the, the Bears, I mean... The NFL is planning to move into Spain. Like the Bears and Dolphins are the two teams that have been allocated to that territory. So if we ever see a Bears, Bears and Dolphins are playing each other on the schedule, maybe 2023, I'm already hoping that that game's going to be in Spain because I want to go. I want to go there and see what that's all about. I'm sure, you know, just to bring that international audience and bring mm-hmm. the Bears over. In that era, that that would be really, really cool. But honestly, I can't complain. Wherever it would be internationally, Spain would be pretty badass. Uh, I really enjoyed my time there, uh, twenty eighteen, uh, when I was able to take a vacation uh, with my wife, and we stayed a few days in Barcelona. And you know, you can look at Spain, you can look at Madrid, you can look at Barcelona. I would go to Barcelona, like if that, if and I would even go. I'm like, hey guys, like I'm going. Like it's such a great like city and i'm sorry i have my uh, parents keep calling me hopefully it's not an emergency uh but it's been a yeah it's been a it was a great city uh to go and experience and i almost went to like an sc barcelona game but tickets were like outrageous because it's like the day of it was like five hundred dollars a seat but i should have done it because like how many times can you be in like that environment and going over to europe too and how they have that more soccer-esque vibe in those stadiums like that's so fun it's more like college-esque than maybe how a lot of these professional atmospheres are here in the States, but Spain would be a cool one. And if you want to just go like out there, things that haven't happened yet, like maybe Australia uh, would be an interesting one uh, down the road as well for the NFL as they continue to expand. But yeah, either way, I am excited to see how the NFL takes themselves from a national brand as they push towards like this global audience, this global presence. And obviously they have, uh, you know, the chops to do so they're popular enough to make it possible. And uh, I like it anywhere else other than Spain. It's on your short list. Like I said, London, like again, just honestly, anywhere in Europe, I would be because my uncle's been to a couple soccer games over there. And he said night and day difference between what an NFL game and what those fans are like, those, those, they live and die out there on, yes. on their soccer. And so he was telling me it gets like pretty damn crazy and, you know, just to, I guess, see what that's like, but maybe obviously with, you know, football being over there, that would just be a really cool experience to be a part of. And honestly, I would like to see a, just a traditional soccer game to see what that a rivalry one at that, just to kind of see what that's all about. But <laughs> send me to Europe, send me to Europe and I'll be perfectly fine with co- covering the Bears. Yeah. Over there. Yeah, I'm sure Berlin. I saw I saw someone said, I can't wait to see the NFL games. There it is. Oh, in Antarctica. Hey, give it, you know, another 20 years in Antarctica would be a pretty temperate climate and, and we can play some serious football down there. Uh, but no, if you do have any other places in the world that you would like to see, like the Chicago Bears play, feel free to throw it in the chat because I think this is a very fascinating topic and it's only going to become more prevalent, uh, I think, as we kind of go through this next decade or so. Uh, in the NFL in terms of some of these international games and international uh, travels. Uh, Spurs Stadium in London is fire. Yeah, Yeah, Wembley would be an interesting one, too, if you want to go like real historic. Uh, It's so many options, so many options. Anything else here, Nick, on like the international presence? I know the Bears don't have uh, an international game this year, but, you know, maybe down the road here soon. Like they've they're one of the more, you know, they are one of the most well-represented franchises terms of international fan bases and it'd just be mm-hmm. a huge miss uh, by the NFL not to send the bears out. And I don't know, would you want it to count as a home game or not? That's the question. No, I, I honestly, well, I actually selfishly. Yes. Because I don't think soldier field is, you know, <laughs> the best play, honestly, like I, I, you know, going to other, other stadiums. So yes, I, I would, I wouldn't mind that being a home game. Uh, I did see here. Will from, from Candace, um, 
not it has it goes back to our first conversation about Star Wars. She's like, Well, I've never seen Star Wars either, but I've seen Spaceballs. I've also seen that. That is that yep. is a hilarious movie. <laughs> it is. That's another great one. Thank you. So I'm not the only one that's seen this like the spoofs of the movies instead of the real thing. So that's great. There's actual other company people are uh, like me out here. Is the chat more like livable today, Nick? Like I've been kind of having a window over it, but if if I can open it, I will. What do you think? Yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, people are back, ready, ready to talk Bears football, and you know, ready for us to break down this this Bears depth chart. Yeah. Now that we have some rookies in there, we're gonna get some undrafted free agents. Like I said, rookie mini camp's gonna be this weekend. It's we're back. We're back, baby. We're getting there one step at a time. Rookie mini camp schedule comes out. Mini camps, OTAs, we blink, training camp, here we go. It's, yeah. It feels like a long time away, but Nick, you and I have so much experience knowing May to the end of July goes a lot quicker than you would anticipate. Oh, yeah, for sure. It, it's going to it's gonna be here before we know it, but, you know, if it wants to take its sweet time to get there, just uh, before, because once you get to the season, well, it's going to be crazy. Like, it's constantly going, but... You know, it, it's never bad when we have meaningful football to talk about. Uh, I see Sean, am I an IU alum? Hell yeah, I am. Proud of it. Uh, thank you so much uh, for pointing it out. Bears and Wakanda from Broadway, Kobe. Why not? <laughs> Let's go. And I saw from Swanky32, like, I'm so pumped for the show. Let's go, Nick. I think we need to talk some Chicago Bears depth chart. Uh, do you want to pull Robert Quinn and flip a coin? Or do you just want to start on one side of the ball over the other? <laughs> You know, uh, I don't have a coin in front of me, Will, so let's just start on one side, work our way down, and, you know, kind of get to it. All right, let's have a heavy debate about this quarterback depth chart. Like, I don't know about you, but obviously this one is super much in flux. Like, no one knows how it's going to shake out between now and the end of training camp. But in all seriousness, Justin Fields is your starter. Trevor Simeon is your backup. I think they roll with two. Uh, I didn't even put a third one on my list here. Uh, to be honest, Nick, and I'm not trying to disrespect some of the other quarterbacks on this roster. It's just the nature of the NFL now. You really want that roster spot. Someone will be on the practice squad, uh, to say the least. You'll have your Tyler Bray-esque guy somewhere. Uh, but in terms of like the depth chart and, and like an official, like what can actually play out come week one, Fields and Trevor Simeon. Any other thoughts on that one that we should be thinking through? No, I mean, obviously Ryan Wills is on the roster, but that's a guy that, you know, he's going to be a part of this, um, you know, the the training camps and, and things like that. But when it comes to the actual season and having that 53-man roster, um, it would be best to obviously not have him part of it, see if you can get somebody else that can probably contribute on special teams. But, nope, I agree there. Okay, so I know I said pre-show maybe won't make this an official talking point, but a few people are asking since we're at quarterback about RG3 because uh, he's made it yeah. clear there are a few teams like, hey, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't mind going to if I want to resurrect my career. The Chicago Bears were one of them, and he mentioned how he would love to come into this building and kind of mentor Justin Fields. What are your thoughts on that? I know the Bears have cap space. I don't think RG3 would break the bank, and he is more of a similar style of quarterback that, like Justin, where Simeon isn't. Uh, so if you're looking for like a fit, because almost like with Simeon in a way, I would think, not that you have to run two different offenses, but like their skill sets are a little bit different and you would have to tailor it. Whereas RG three, like you do have another mobile quarterback that can fit that mold. And again, like he's had so much adversity that he has gone through throughout his career Mm -hmm. as well. And I think he would be a great voice, uh, someone that Justin can look up to in that locker room each and every single day. And that may have a lot of value in its own right, but does it make sense? I think it would make sense. Well, I mean, RG three, like you said, has gone through a lot of stuff in his career, but he was just backing up Lamar Jackson, who is probably the most athletic quarterback in the NFL. But it would be another veteran presence to kind of have in the room for Justin Fields to see things a little bit differently. Again, I think when you have guys that are also similar skill type as you in the quarterback room, I think that that is beneficial. So if the Bears were to maybe pursue that, mm-hmm. look into an RG3, it would make sense, and I wouldn't be opposed to doing something like that. Um, I honestly, I mean, so Trevor sent me an RG three. If you were like, let's say Justin Fields got hurt, you know, that's a really good backup. That's a really mm-hmm. good quarterback room to really have. And they just lost Nick Foles. They released him. 
Um, so to have someone like that, that would make sense. I don't know if lost Nick Foles. Adam's not here, Nick. Like we don't have to. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we, they let him go. We moved on uh, from Nick Foles, but I like it. And I know RG3, obviously early on his career, super dynamic with his legs. And he can probably mm-hmm. be a really good sounding board for Justin of like, hey, let's avoid these hits. I know personally, like we need yeah. to limit the toll on your body and help him with, you know, from that perspective as well. Because I'm sure if Robert Griffin III can go back in time and talk to his rookie self, like, hey, you know, I know this is electric. It's a lot of fun, but let's protect ourselves for the long haul here. So that could just be another, I guess, vantage point that Justin could gain uh, from having RG3 in uh, the locker room. But as it shakes out, as of right now with the dev chart, Justin Fields, Trevor Simeon is kind of your situation at hand. Moving over to running back, Nick, David Montgomery is your starter. Would you peg Khalil Herbert as like the like the number two right now or is with some of the competition they're bringing in, is it is it something that is worth a conversation? I think uh, Khalil Herbert would be your, your RB2 at this point, being the Brian Piccolo Award winner for the rookie this season and knowing how he fits in an outside zone scheme. I would put Herbert as RB2 at this point, but look, there's Darrington Evans, Tristan Ebner. I guess, are we putting Car- Kahari Blasting Game in the – He's a I know, obviously, fullback. Yeah, fullback. So, um, but yeah, I would put Herberters too. Okay, I have Herberters too as well. I just wanted to at least give you the chance to, you know, say if it may have been different or because I have some guys like on the same line in my notes because it's like mm-hmm. I don't know yet. Like that's something that we're gonna have to see throughout some of these OTAs to kind of have a good understanding of where the Bears are pegging them. Uh, but Herberts too. Uh, now I think it gets three though. Like interesting at number three. Is it Ebner? Is it Evans? I have Ebner at three uh, just because of the draft status. Uh, I think that brought in a Darrington Evans for a fail safe. Uh, I know he was someone that they brought off of waiver, so they must like him. Real speedy guy, fits mm-hmm. the zone scheme. I just feel like if they're going to be utilizing a draft pick on Ebner, they're going to, they have some hopes uh, for the guy. And he is a better receiver out of the backfield uh, than honestly, probably this entire group right now. Uh, and I, having that skill set, uh, on your roster, I think it's very valuable uh, for the Bears. That's why they got him. Uh, I have Ebner at three. What about you? What's the bottom of this depth chart look like at the running back position? Man, I think right now for me, I'm going to put Evans as the three. Like the Bears did identify him early on in this process, brought him in here. And it's not to say that Ebner obviously doesn't have a place on this team right now for the Bears, but like special teams are also a big part of what he can do as well Mm -hmm. so in the running back room i'm gonna give the slight edge to evans and then go abner it's like almost like a one or three a three b kind of situation for me Mm -hmm. but you know this this rookie mini camp is going to be i think telling to what an abner like a player like abner can do i have evans on my last line with master teague and i think they're in a battle for maybe both can make the practice squad i mean evans kind of has been a practice squad guy throughout his career so far but master teague is someone that as we talked about yesterday in the show could end up kind of carving his way you know onto this roster or be someone on the fringe i saw uh, a comment a little bit ago, I uh, forgot who it was. It's kind of rolling here too, but maybe the Bears do roll with like four running backs and a fullback on this roster week one. I mean, the Bears under their previous regime were heavy at the tight end position. Maybe they look at, you know, running back or the backfield as that one to kind of roll a little heavier than you would expect. Fullback though, <laughs> uh, Kyrie Blasting game. Got right? one. We got one. <laughs> like We can agree on that one. No, that's, that's the only uh, option we really got. Actually, I want to say... Will one of the undrafted free agent? I think they they think they have someone lined up at fullback. Don't have that in front of me, and I should. But I think ultimately it doesn't matter. There, if if Kahari Blasting Game does make a make the roster, make the fifty three Mara, there will be one fullback and not a mass. <laughs> so backfield in general, though, I feel good about the talent level uh, that the Bears have been able to kind of bring, uh, you know, throughout this offseason, bolstering it uh, just a little bit. It's stronger than it was, I'd say, a year ago, and I'm excited to see how it all shakes out. But right now, you know, Montgomery, Herbert, and then it gets interesting between Evans, Ebner, Teague. Uh, but yeah, I saw a lot of people had some differing opinions out here as well. I know I saw a couple like don't sleep on Evans comments. And again, this is a great mm-hmm. situation for the Bears to have that we're sitting here May 4th 
and getting to discuss like where some of these guys peg because the competition is there. And that's what the bears and polls have been wanting to provide at every single spot here on the roster is competition. And I can say fully like running back has some serious competition to if terms like who's going to a suit up on game day, maybe take, you know, some of these looks, some of these carries because Monty's, you know, he's running back one, but you're going to have to get someone out there too once in a while. Uh, that's something the Bears didn't do a good job of last year. They really failed to get Herbert out there as much as I think they should have, uh, but I don't expect that to be the case here, you know, come this season. I agree with you, Will. All right, moving on over to tight end. Nick, you want to kind of start us off with how you're looking at this uh, unit and how it's shaken out? Yeah, and so the Bears have actually done, you know, they've done some work here adding to the tight end position, right? Being able to, one, start with Cole Komet, but then you get Ryan Griffin, James O'Shaughnessy, and then obviously also have Jesper Horstead on there. So for me, like how it ranks on on the depth chart, you go Cole Komet, and then I was debating, and like I'm not putting Jesper Horstead up there, Will. I'm not. I'm not putting him as tight end two. I'm sorry. I know, I know. I have to go with the veterans. I have to go with one of the veterans. And for me, I'm going Ryan Griffin is two. And whatever that really means, to be completely honest, between O'Shaughnessy and Griffin, to be completely honest. But and it kind of goes in that order. Komet, Griffin, O'Shaughnessy, and then Horstead. And I, that doesn't mean that Horstead's not going to play more. But that's just how I kind of see it. All right, let me set the record straight. This is the order that I have, and this is the correct order, Nick. <laughs> I got Cole Komet, Ryan Griffin, James O'Shaughnessy, and Jesper Horstead. See, I, okay. I can admit, okay. I can admit yeah. like, I love Jesper Horstead, but how this room shakes out right now, like, this is where he's pegged. But I would love for him to ball out in training camp again and make him really think about it. Like, hmm, maybe he should be higher up. Like, they brought in the veterans to kind of, you know, provide some stability there, some different skill sets. But Horstead, like, hey, he's going to get another shot, and he always makes the most of those opportunities. And I have Chase Allen, too listed right beneath him. I gave him, you know, a decent rundown yesterday. Uh, our good old friend from back in the Chicago Audible days, Nick Asin, who covers the Cyclones, mentioned like this dude's a leader and he's a tremendous blocker at the position. And you can't have too many tight ends that can block, especially for the Bears who have had some issues with that uh, over the last few years. So have someone that's like a pure blocker who's also going to be a receiving threat. Like he is someone that they can develop here. And, you know, right now he's on the bottom, but Again, we'll see how it all kind of plays out, but that's kind of how it is right now. But I thought he was worth mentioning in terms of like being on the depth chart. Yeah, just to I know I know Doug doesn't agree with us about uh, Jesper Horstead and kind of where we have him, but here, Doug, for maybe early on in the season, wouldn't it make sense that the veterans kind of see a little bit more of that playing time, like a Griffin and O'Shaughnessy? But later on, as you know, all these players are getting acclimated to Luke Getze's offense that maybe you see more of Jesper Horstead later on in the year when you can kind of get more familiar with the role. Obviously, they're all learning this offense right now, but it makes sense that guys that have been in the league longer will pick up things faster because, again, they, they've been around different systems longer in their career. So not to say that Jesper Horstead won't climb up that ladder as we kind of get uh, later on in the season. See, here's the thing, and I said it once. I'm going to say it one more time because I know, Doug, I, I, I'm right there with you, man. I really am, and I believe Jesper, as I said. like He's someone that every time the Bears have given him a chance, he's exceeded those expectations, and I have mm -hmm. no clue why. You know, With Pace and Nagy, like, every time he would do something right, they would just, I guess, not acknowledge it and give him more opportunities. So if he does what his career has showed that he can do every time, I mean, take a chance or – and really just say, yep, this is my shot. And again, every time that man touches the football, he scores. Like, that's what he does. And if that ends up happening again, who knows? Maybe he can really carve out a role for himself on this offense. It's not up to us. That's up to the coaches. But I do believe the kid is talented enough uh, to do so. Uh, up next, we're going to talk about the wide receivers, but I do want to let you know that the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use the code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker. 
all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we have a team that will definitely help you out. Your home for live in-play betting just got even better. Introducing PointsBet's new feature, Live NBA Same Game Parlay. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live NBA Same Game Parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. And if you want more, you can also boost your live Same Game Parlays. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. And now online signup is available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now, register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I'll say this right now, Will. Any bet involving John Morant, I'm just taking it. That man is amazing. So much fun to watch. I was watching the game last night and... Whew, he, he, man, like I see flashes of Derrick Rose. I just see so much athleticism. I can go on a tangent for John Moran in the NBA, <laughs> but I have to, I have to go and direct everyone to Strava CBD coffee. And first, let me ask everybody, do you want to start your day off with a competitive edge? Of course you do. And that's why you get Strava CBD coffee. It's helped thousands of people to improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious Fresh roasted specialty coffee infused with organic spectrum CBD. And just so you know, CBD from hemp doesn't make you high or hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you. Like feeling alert and focused without the jitters, living your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains. Plus, including CBD in your daily routine can help you enjoy more restful sleep so you wake up feeling at your best. And the best part of all of this Strava is all about quality. Everything is small batch, fresh, and shipped straight to your door. Strava also offers concentrated, full-spectrum CBD tinctures for those looking for a more traditional CBD format with a powerful entourage effect of benefits. And here, here's the most important part, people. CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase when you use code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com. When you use code CHGO25 at checkout, discount coupon valid on non-subscription purchase purchases only one use per customer. And if you already love Strava, subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. Gotta join that club, you guys. With Strava, you're in control. Save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. Yeah, CBD is great. Uh, having it in your coffee is even better because it's part of my routine each and every morning. And Nick hit on some of the benefits. Uh, I actually kind of was on Twitter yesterday talking about some of my own mental health challenges. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And uh, CBD is something that does help me kind of combat some of my just general anxiety uh, that I live with on a day-to-day basis. And just kind of takes, I'm not going to say it takes the edge off, but just makes me just feel a little bit more calm and uh, able to kind of approach my day with a little bit more of a clear head. But on top of that, Nick, I just want to say I'm proud of you for having that ad read uh, at the ready because uh, I just remember last week around this time uh, wasn't <laughs> wasn't the case. Yeah, and Joey is a producer for this show. Shout out to Joey for coming in the clutch on what was that Thursday because I did not have that ad read. It was lost somewhere in the archives of Google Docs, and Joey came out with his phone, gave me the the Strava right. ad read, and I was good to go. Yeah, Joey, uh, you're a rock star, man. If you want to show your face and wave, you can. If not, you can hide in the background. There we go. All right. <laughs> I just had to give him a chance. All right, so let's get back to this depth chart analysis uh, right now. You know, it's, it's May 4th, so whatever. We, uh, we're just projecting where – there we go. There we go. Uh, we're just projecting where it stands today. We're not saying where it's going to be come, you know, week one in September. But wide receiver, Nick. Uh, I'll start this one off because I think you had tight end, uh, Darnell Mooney, uh, Byron Pringle. And again, though, this is where it gets interesting. Like, I don't know. I can say, you know, Equinus, St. Brown and Bayless Jones Jr. And then the Simba Webster, Isaiah Colter is like the list. But like, how does it all play out right now? Like, who's the X? Who's your Y? Who's your Z? Like, I, I don't think there is an X outside of St. Brown on this roster. And that's still kind of a, a problem to be had if they want to have that you know, prototypical X, but also even looking at a lot of the UDFAs, they're all like 5'10", 5'11 guys. I feel like they have a type and they're trying to go a little unorthodox with this receiving room, or they're waiting for the one guy that they've been targeting in free agency that isn't just here yet. And they've been playing like the patience game, but I don't know. I think their actions are speaking loudly that they feel like as of right now to me, like they don't 
need that X. And I don't, that's probably, you know, something that's worth another discussion outside of this podcast in terms of like, is that a mistake? But just kind of the situation at hand. But like I said, how does this actually shake out? Like in terms of like who is where as of today? Yeah. So I think if you're, if you're filling these roles, like they, so Darnell Mooney's like that, that Z receiver. Like if you're, you're going to label him there and then Byron Pringle, you know, equanimity should be your X. And then you have Byron Pringle as kind of filling in the slot with Bayless Jones Jr. behind him. Is that kind of how yeah. Pringle did does have that versatility of being outside and inside. And then Daz Newsom would be also in that mix of like the oh, slot guys. Oh, oh, hey, shoot. yeah. Daz he's, Newsom, man. He's a part I, of this roster. <laughs> and what I love though, because I did this depth chart without having the Bears roster in front of me. Like I love using this mental exercise, like who's here and picking it like from my memory and Daz Newsom skipped or slipped through my mind. And I, I think that's the bears problem from last year from not playing him as much as they should. Uh, Cause I really like mm-hmm. what he's able to do in some preseason work. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of where I have it. And again, I can see Bayless Jones jr. Carving a role on this offense. So just because he's listed fourth for us, doesn't mean he's going to be, you know, only out there for a snap or two or only like a special teams player. And I can see some real dangerous, you know, triple, uh, you know, four wide sets with Jones and St. Brown and Pringle and Mooney, like between Pringle, Mooney and Jones Jr. Like the speed that they would have to cover. If you have them all like in a bunch set in one side, like good luck. Like, you know, you get some rubs going on there, which by the way, one more thing, and this is totally off topic, but it's something I've been thinking about for about 10 seconds now <laughs> but <laughs> luke getsy like something the packers do so good are those rub routes nick like oh, we yeah. haven't thought about like how that can influence this offense and that's something the bears have never did a good job of is like having guys kind of do those subtle picks to free guys up so i think that's also going to be a sneaky way to get some of these guys open uh, that i don't think we've actually talked about in the show yet no and like luke getsy was doing that for Devonte adams like, even Devontae Adams had help from his offensive corner to scheme him open. Yes, Devontae Adams can usually win a one-on-one against any corner. But even in that second game against Green Bay at Lambeau Field, that's what they did to get Jalen Johnson off of him. So mm-hmm. that is, that's why we hear so much and we've heard so much about the coaching playing a huge part in what this offense can be. It's going to be stuff like that. Something that really will, like, like you mentioned, hasn't been brought up enough on this podcast. but. That that is definitely going to be a part of it. Yeah, those rub routes like that's going to help everything. It really it, this frees guys up for so many easy looks, and we've been torched so many times by it, not just by the Packers, but by other teams. But I, for some you know Godforsaken reason, the Bears decided they're too good for it. But I think Luke Getzey's going to prove otherwise. He's going to come in here and kind of instill some of that. And it's like I said, so having like a three wide set with those guys, like, and you have one guy just kind of subtly pick like. They have that initial burst and breakaway speed to make plays happen. And that's what gets me uh, excited. I saw from uh, J2K Lawrence, uh, Larsonite uh, that Bayless Jones is a gimmick. He is not. Go look at what he did at the Senior Bowl, both in practices and in the game. He's running routes uh, against some of the better talent in the draft. And, uh, and I saw he doesn't run routes. He can run routes. And he's been working on it. Like, let's give him a chance. Let's give him a chance. But all right, that's all the skill guys in offense. Let's get to the offensive line. Nick, are we going to go left tackle, left guard, center, right guard, right tackle? Or are we just going to do guards and tackles in center? Uh, good question. Well, I'm going to let you decide. But real quick, going back to Doug one last time. Uh, <laughs> oh, he said, y'all got to stop disrespecting the four undrafted free agent wider series you signed. I get you. I'll I'll pay attention to all. I have Landon Lenore. Now he's down in my notes. I also have Cyrus Holder from uh duquesne on the list so this this weekend i will definitely keep an eye on i on all four of those guys actually what do they have one two three yeah four, they have five five wide receivers so i'll keep an eye on them for you doug and let you know this weekend how they do and we're not disrespecting them it's the depth chart and you're undrafted and there's maybe there's a couple spots where i've undrafted guys maybe being pegged but receivers is not one of them right now and that's where i'm going to trust nick to go out there with his eyes you know this weekend and come back next week or even some reports later on in the week and like exactly bring out the the, the knocks yes actually those are here in, in like i gotta bring those just leave them in my car because if they practice on that far field, which the Bears like to do because they like to, you know, do stuff like that, I'll have my binoculars seeing everything that's going on. 
Such a pro, such a pro. All right. So I think let's just quickly do like position by position and then we can talk about like the groups if we want. But left tackle, as of right now, it's Larry Borm is your starter just based off of what you saw in the mini camp. Uh, then you have uh, what Julian Davenport from the Colts and then Braxton Jones or does Jones peg mm-hmm. is like that second guy already. I feel like you have to go with the veteran as of it stands in May 4th. But Braxton Jones is someone that can quickly and rapidly rise up this depth chart. That's how I would phrase it. Right now, Davenport, as of what, like you said, May 4th. But Braxton Jones, I think, is a guy that um, through this training camp process can raise up the ranks and maybe take that that starting left tackle two spot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so let's just go to the right tackle real quick instead of just going down the line because I want to kind of keep these conversations in line with like the positional groups here. So right tackle, Tevin Jenkins. Is there anyone else that pegs as that second? To me, I'm looking at Davenport as a swing guy. Uh, right now with Jones kind of in that mix still. I I, I look at Jones as a left tackle uh, project for the Bears. Uh, so I'm looking at Davenport as like the swing between left and right. Uh, there's other players in this roster, but I, I just that's how I just see the, the depth chart shaking out. Like you don't really roll with, you know, four or five tackles. You usually have, you know, we have four, but like that third guy is either going to play left or right if he needs to get plugged in, you know, at all, at least, you know, historically. That's how I'm seeing it, though. Yeah, would it be Lachavius Simmons? Would he yeah, be your right no. tackle? Like, I mean, again, see, that's where the that's where there's obviously as we're kind of going through this exercise here, it's like, well, we the Bears need to go get another backup right tackle. Not unless you do have Julian Davenport as as kind of that guy too. But right now, I think it's Lachavius Simmons. Mm, gross. <laughs> it's not it's not a really good situation to be in, especially because what Tevin Jenkins was just playing left tackle last season, and now it looks like the Bears want to move over to to right tackle, which he played in college. So yeah, it's 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 not the ideal situation to be in. So that would definitely be a position I think the Bears will look to address after you know during training camp or once after cuts are made. All right, center, real quick, because I think that one's clear uh, clear cut as can be. You got Lucas Patrick starting, and then Doug Kramer's as backup, right? Yeah, and then obviously the yeah, yes, that's how I would, I would do it. Ooh, what do you want to say? Well, so Sam, I guess Sam Musfer is like the not the wild card X factor, but obviously him playing center too, like he's also in that mix, right? But I would go Patrick and Kramer, then Sam. My thought is if they move them from center so quickly, they don't want to move him back. Maybe he's your emergency that's center. That's why he's three. They, yeah, that's why I, I get it. I get that 100%. I'm just saying, like, that's why I didn't even name them. Like, if one of their very first decisions is like, okay, you're moving here, to me that says a lot about where they see him or don't see him. And center is one where I don't believe that Ryan Poles is going to throw out there unless an emergency situation happens. But it is only May 4th, uh, so I think that makes you know a lot of sense. Uh, looking at guard, I don't know if we want to do left and right or just lump them because this is where it gets a little bit more, even more so than tackles, a little bit more interchangeable. But I'll let you uh, kind of, you know, I'll defer to you on this one and just kind of s- explain it uh, in any way you want, and I'll chime in after. <laughs> well, okay, Cody Whitehair, left guard. Uh, a little, maybe eliminate one. And then right guard is where it gets really, okay. really interesting for me. Like Sam Musfer was a guy who got the reps initially in – you know, the voluntary minicamp, but it's voluntary minicamp. You're kind of just pegging guys there that you have. You also have Dakota Dozier. He got reps. I think it was a second practice, if I'm not mistaken, Will. It, he started off as the starting right guard for a couple of reps. Then they put Musfer back there. But then now you have to get into these these rookies that have been drafted, right? Like Zach Thomas, uh, Jatari Carter. Like, I think you you got to put them into the mix at right guard because I think that is such a fluid position mm-hmm. at this point in time. Yep, I agree. Uh, I don't have any more really to add other than, you know, I, I'm 100% behind you there uh, in terms of exactly how you laid it out. I just looked at the time. Uh, you and I, when we do our shows together, we're used to the, like the 90-minute kind of thing and not the 60. Uh, just, I think it's muscle memory uh, in a way. And, uh, and I know you and I love to – talk Chicago Bears football, but we do only have 20 minutes and over half this roster uh, still to get to. Uh, so 
honestly, really quickly, though, before we get to this defense, uh, I just want to let you know that if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app and use the code uh, CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, uh, you receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Uh, if you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, Online signup is available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. Uh, you'll be signing up with the fastest sports book, and it's easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Nick, I'll go over to you to talk about CHGO since I just flipped the order on you. I saw that. I'm like you, I'm calling an audible here. I'm going through my note. But <laughs> I look, I know all about CHGO and you guys should too. But if you aren't a member, it's like, what are you waiting for at this point? You guys like you get access to all of our premium content. And Adam Hogue actually just released uh, a, an article today. Go check it out. He reached out to a bunch of different people, gained some insight on these bears rookie draft class. So you definitely want to check that out on all chgo.com, but you also get a free t-shirt of your choice when you become a member and you get access to the members only discord the chgo lounge and of course we have podcasts and live shows like this one on literally every team in chicago every single day so come join this amazing family that is constantly growing here at chgo perfect now see that's what i get though for you know dissing on you about the strava and then i just jump into your ad read i got yeah, about 25 percent in i'm like i'm committing we're going for it nick can talk about we're going for it nick can talk about chgo but you hit that discord and i think over the last few weeks it's really starting to kind of pop off a bit with uh, the community that we're building at chgo of you know and the cool thing is like you sign up and you can go into the different rooms as you want you can hop mm-hmm. in the bears room the Sox room the cubs room and so if you're only a bears fan like there is a section just to talk with other like-minded bears fans and us like we're in there too so it's a little bit more intimate than social media uh, and it's a great way uh, just to kind of take that next step with us and kind of you know be involved in our community that we're very proud to be growing here at uh, CHGO. But Nick, let's talk some defense. Uh, let's look at defensive end. Uh, can we just lump this into one position? Does it have to be left to right defensive end? I, I don't think so. I think we can lump it in here. Like you have Robert Quinn, right? <laughs> I, obviously, he's like the main guy. And then, like, do you have Travis Gibson as number two? Like as the opposite starter come week one? Or do you have Alquandine Muhammad? I have Al Quadin Muhammad uh, as my very uh, as my starter right now, opposite of a Robert Quinn, and that's just again due to the nature of where we're at in the offseason. If Travis Gibson yep. is developing still, and we've talked about it briefly, but he's going back to more of a natural fit for him because coming out of Tulsa, uh, he was more of a hand in the dirt guy. He was a defensive end, not a stand up rusher. So they made him kind of you know be something not something he's not, but something that he had to kind of learn. Uh, so that took some time, but now he's going to go back to that natural fit. But as of now, he is number three uh, on my list. Number four is Jeremiah Atachu still. I, I know it's eh, but I did go back, like I said, and he did play some defensive end early on in his career uh, over there with the Chargers. Uh, so it's not like it's outlandish to say he can't fit in. And the Bears haven't cut him, so they are obviously – expecting a role or wanting to kind of see what he can do uh, throughout this offseason and training camp. Uh, so that I'm going to let him go there. Uh, but how about this one? Sam Kamara or Dominique Robinson, my guy. Oh, uh, man. I mean, so Dominique Robinson is going to take some time. And so I don't expect that early on once the depth chart comes out. But Ooh, I think I'm gonna go Sam. yeah, no, I've been seeing a lot of people Snowden in the chat. Um, you know, we we need to see him carve out a role for himself. He has a body type to where you can frame him into what you want, want him to be for this Bears defense. But we need we need to see it really quickly, Will, be, obviously because we're pressed on time. I, I'm really high on what Travis Gibson can do this season. Like, I think he's going to – like, he had seven sacks last season. And obviously, we I also have Alquandi Muhammad being the guy that's going to start week one. But I think Gibson will have ultimately the better season than him and i think you probably have it the same way but yeah that's how i kind of see the the ends kind of going right now don't assume what i expect out of him no travis gibson was someone last year nick that on you know our main account like i highlight as a potential breakout player alert and i think mm-hmm. he did exactly that so obviously yeah. we're both very high on the kid uh, let's look at defensive tackle let's start at the three tech 
Justin Jones is your starter as mm-hmm. of today. Uh, then I have uh, Mario Edwards Jr. Uh, as his backup. Uh, outside of that, I think it gets real flexible in terms of like what the defensive yeah. linemen can do and where they're going to line up. Uh, I saw someone in the chat a bit ago. Sorry, I didn't catch the name, but they said Mario Edwards can end up be starting three tech week one. What do you think? Like I, he's cap. I think he's talented enough to like to make a case for himself, but just looking at what the bears obviously wanting to address that as hard as they did. And I feel like if they don't start Justin Jones, it's going to prove like how much they missed out on Larry Ogan Joby. Uh, so that's why I still have him pegged as the starter. Here's how Mario Edwards can start week one. Justin Jones has had some injury, history, some mm-hmm. injury injuries they sustained throughout his career with the chargers. That, that could be definitely a reason why Mario Edwards can, can um, start. But um, I think, you know, the, you look at the contract. So you guys, if you look at what they're paying Justin Jones on that two year contract, that, that they're paying him and being like the 1B after Ogunjobi didn't work out, I think Justin Jones will end up starting unless there's injuries. Okay, I see some people mentioning Blackson. He's next. There's two defensive tackles uh, that are lining up on this defense, mm-hmm. and uh, Angelo Blackson is number one in my depth chart there. Nick, who's behind him? You got to put Kyra Stanga, right? I think, mm-hmm. you know, he showed enough definitely in year one, and he's definitely a guy that can go in there, be more of that, that gap filler, right? It's just a b- bigger body to have next to like a Justin Jones in that three tech. All right. Linebacker. Now I, I was going to ask, like, do we want to go by position? Sam, Will and Mike. However, like, do you want to peg Walter Roquan and uh, Nicholas Morrow Mar- and any of those right now? Or are you just going to keep it fluid? Like they're going to be, I, they're starters right now in the depth chart, but do you want to peg one over the other in a spot? Um, no, but I will. Okay, I don't know if I, I share. Okay, so I don't even know if I'm allowed to share this. But when we were at the voluntary mini camps, Nicholas Morrow was calling the plays. Like you can, you could hear him calling the plays, and I don't know if that indicates, oh, he's the Mike, he's the Will. But I think at this point, like, li- let's just, you know, the linebackers that will be starting and take that information however you, you guys want, you guys. But it's like we just, I think they're so interchangeable. They're so interchangeable. How Eberflus was kind of talking about it, like ultimately it doesn't matter which one is playing which so that's how i'll leave it okay i think that makes sense uh, as of right now it's for me who i'm not i'm not lucky like you i'm not privileged to go see some of those right now you know maybe maybe one day i, I grow into a role similar to that but i have to trust you and what you're seeing uh and for me just the guess doesn't make any sense uh, at all here but uh who's the other starter right now though like if you had a look at the sam is it like a matthew adams a noah dawkins uh a jack sanborn but I, obviously you're not gonna say he's a starter now he's somewhere on this depth chart just trying to give you know adam a little bit of uh wisconsin badger <laughs> love here but who is that uh, third starter for the linebackers so that's a really good question. Uh, do you just put Peg Matthew Adams there for now? Like his name's just literally there. And we'll, we'll kind of see as, you know, we get closer to training camp. But I guess I'll just go with Matthew Adams. Okay, same. And then outside of that, I'm just looking at backups and just general. Since we didn't say Caleb Johnson or Noah Dawkins there, like obviously yeah. uh, they're pegging over there. Uh, but they brought in a Joe Thomas too like there's Thomas, they did yeah Thomas so in. he's there but i do think you know jack sanborn someone that to me is on the bottom of the depth chart as of today but is someone that can kind of work his way up this ladder throughout this offseason throughout training camp throughout the preseason to be someone come week one that maybe he's not a starter but he's definitely i don't think he's going to sit on that bottom of the depth chart this whole time yeah you know what? i'm i'm kind of surprised they didn't bring in um Who's it? Hitchens, right from Kansas City, or or no? Am I thinking of of somebody completely off? He also went to Iowa, and I, I don't know why. I'm, is it Walker Hitchens? Like there was a guy me. from. I know I should know this, but I'm like I'm mixing him up with the guy from from uh, the Browns, who also had connections with uh, Eberflus back in Dallas, and maybe of I I'm relying on people in the chat to finally um, address the blankness that I can't for some reason figure out, but. That's that's who they yeah there you go Anthony Hitchens thank you Doug Doug you you've just just been rocking here in this in this show today I appreciate it my man um yes from Kansas City but yeah I'm surprised they don't bring a guy like that in too just a veteran presence also has a familiarity with um you know obviously Ryan Poles but yeah but yeah <laughs> but yeah all mm. right all right linebackers are behind us and now let's look at the secondary beginning at cornerback. 
who are your three starters? Uh, two, we're going to actually we're probably going to agree on all three. I just know us. We, we've, <laughs> we do, we do. Uh, but it's going to be, you know, Gordon and Johnson are your clear cut, right? Do you have Gordon starting outside? Shelly. Like easy, right? Oh, sorry. Get the, get yes. the hell out of here. Right? <laughs> I'm Jack, kidding. I'm kidding. Jack, uh, come out. <laughs> yes. Got Gordon starting opposite of Jalen Johnson on the outside. Um, he's, he's definitely capable of moving inside too, if you need him to, but he is an outside corner and he can definitely excel in that role. Sorry. I was just swallowing the little bit of vomit uh, that came up when I heard it. Yeah. Duke Shelley, <laughs> you know, listed as your starter, uh, right now, but, uh, who's that third, who's that slot guy? Is it Tavon young? Cause that's who I have. I have Tavon young. No. Yeah. Oh. I think that Tavon young is he's, he's a good ball player. Well, and the only thing with some, a lot of some or some of these players on this roster, it's like, can he stay healthy? That's going to be the only question here because he was once paid the highest nickel corner in the league. So if he can stay healthy, he he can definitely contribute for this Bears defense. Yep, I think that's what they're they're projecting right now. That's why he's number one on our depth charts because he is someone that they brought in with the hope and desire that he can lock down. Uh, that inside spot, I think that was re-solidified with the Bears draft strategy. If they weren't so solid on it, they would have probably went with a corner. I know Gordon's inside and out, but you needed two starting guys. So mm -hmm. you would have drafted someone else that can potentially fill in uh, that slot. But Young is definitely that, that kid right now. Uh, behind him, though, uh, Graham, you know Thomas Graham Jr., Kendall Vildor, Duke Shelley. Are they the next in line for you still? So I'm... I'm still kind of debating where I have Thomas Graham Jr. I, I know that he played outside, um, especially did well in that Minnesota game. But, man, if, like, Tavon Young's not healthy, wouldn't you rather see him out there than a Duke Shelley just to kind of give it a go to see what he's I, capable of doing you there? You don't have to ask me. Uh, maybe it's like a hypothetical question he threw out there, a hyperbole or whatever that was. But, Man, my wife's an English teacher, and I know she just gets so mad at me for not remembering some of these uh, these literary terms. But, yeah, you know how I feel about Thomas Graham Jr. I've been feeling about that since the Bears drafted the kid. And I I think, you know, if if you need to throw in that fourth corner on the field, I don't think he's there in the depth chart now. Like, that's the problem because we're having a depth chart discussion of now. But, again, this is another person when we get closer to the regular season, I would expect to be higher in the depth chart than he currently is slotted today. Yeah, and see if you have him behind Kyler Gordon, it's like then you're not seeing you're when are you going to see Thomas Graham, right? You're not he's not going to take over for for Gordon. Could he be both? So, like could he could he be like a not like a like a swing corner, right? Like you have a swing tackle, <laughs> why not have a swing corner that you know he's the he's the first guy off the bench if you had to put him outside or inside, like you know like number twenty five Thomas Graham, he's my guy. Like that's how I I can see them doing that because. Thomas Graham can play outside. He can play inside. And I know you mm -hmm. want guys to specialize, but also having versatility is not a bad thing to have. And Graham's someone who plays with good technique. Like that's something that he's mm -hmm. already brought to the table. I think he can do it. Uh, so not that he's there now, but that's a position on this depth chart that I would love to see him kind of earn. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. Will having that swing corner, but yeah. yes, in a bind, in a pinch, like, if you need Graham to do either, like, I like that. All right. Uh, anyone else that you want to kind of mention the very back end for corners right now, as of today, I know they brought in a Lamar Jackson, uh, a Greg Stroman Jr. Michael Joseph's still hanging around, but. I forgot about Michael Joseph, big play. Uh, but uh, I just want to throw out the name Bo Pete Keys because his name's Bo Pete Keys. And that's where I'll kind of leave it. Pete Keys. That's, that's fun to say. I like the alliteration it uh, is. that it comes down with. All right, safety. Uh, Eddie Jackson, do you have him uh, starting? I do. I do oh. have him starting. How about you? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Okay, we're on the same page there. Uh, Brisker day one starter or start like immediate starter on the depth chart, I should say. Like Bears drafted him last week. Is he already number one or does he have to earn his way up the ladder? I, I think they peg him number one. They've uh, talked about how he was on the board. I don't know who else on his roster. Like I know there's guys like uh, you have Dane Krukshank. He's someone that I don't mm -hmm. see as a starting caliber safety, but I love the quality of depth he provides. Uh, same thing with a DeAndre Houston Carson. That's why for me, right out of the gate, just like Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker is already the top dog at strong safety. 
he is and you know ryan pulse said it and as much i don't know if you want to take everything that he says as true but he said yeah gordon and brisker are gonna have to compete for these jobs and i think they will compete and they'll end up being one on the depth chart at both the cornerback spot and safety spot so i do have him also pegged as a starting uh strong safety now you said something that i want to just kind of make clear how i feel about this do you want to believe what ryan pulse says and he's been here four months and he has stayed true to his word each and every single time. I know we've been burned by Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy with lying to our face each and every time they step up to the podium. But Ryan Poles to me has proven that he's a man of his word. Uh, so if he says that, like I'm going to buy into it until he proves me. Otherwise I believe what he throws down. Like he's, been right up front with us each and every single step of the way. And I love the transparency, the authenticity uh, that he provides the bears from that general manager position. And I don't know how a lot of bears fans are feeling, but see Doug polls hasn't lied once. Exactly. So to me, he has my trust. He has earned it with his actions. He's backed it up with, you know, those words. Uh, so that's where I stand right now is today. Like, it's not like, do you want to believe him? I don't even have a question in my mind right now, Nick. Like I believe the guy and, that's a good thing to have, and I expect that to re- re- remain the case uh, as we move forward. But so Eddie Jackson, Taquan Brisker, and then I don't know if you have like one guy like okay, here's Eddie's backup or here's Brisker's backup, but like who's underneath? Here I'll, I'll phrase it this way: Who comes in in like those dime packages when you really got to get as many DBs on the field as possible? Like what they did with DeAndre Houston Carson early on, right? He'd be that extra kind of db that they bring on the field so mm-hmm. it would be like a dhc and i guess you have him pegged behind eddie jackson but like i see like a deandre houston carson and elijah hicks kind of role like where hicks can come in if look he's got the battle with with dhc who's been ascending as a player who's shown that he's capable of doing um his assignment on, on a defense but i would say like that's my my three four after okay. the eddie jackson brisker I like Prukshank uh, as that bigger body hybrid linebacker safety type. Like he's not someone that I would say the Bears are going to roll out as, as like a starter uh, at safety, even if an injury goes down. I think he's a pure sub package guy that you want to match up in situations. I know like the film was all out about him being like a tight end killer in a way, like really good in that man coverage against tight ends. Like I think that's how they're going to utilize him as like a pure matchup. A specialist. Uh, so DeAndre Houston Carson and then Elijah Hicks uh, is a player that I know Jaquan Brisker said he's to steal the draft. I saw in the chat that Hicks could end up being like the steal the draft. And, you know, the more I look into the, you know, him as a person, uh, what he was able to accomplish as a player before his injury, there's a lot of parallels here between him and Eddie Jackson in terms of playing at an ultra high level. But for some reason, one injury killed his draft stock. And he fell much mm-hmm. further than his talent level sh- ever should have let him do so. But I'm elated because he filled to the Bears laps and he's here and he's someone that, again, as of today, if you want to go down like any of the positions, he's probably third on the depth chart at safety as of today. But he is someone that get him in the building and he can easily make a name for himself in the case uh, to be higher up later on. I just have one more position I want to debate because uh, Patrick Scales is your starting long snapper. Cairo Santos is your kicker. But at punter, is Trenton Gill already ab- above a Ryan Winslow? Uh, yes. No. I don't know. He's got nice triceps. So. Uh, but, I, yeah, I, I, I'm going to say yes because of the draft pick. And it's going to be a punting battle that I guess we get to watch in, in these training camps. But I think Trenton Gill ends up being that starter, Will. Okay, I'm I'm with you. If you invest a draft pick, he's your guy. Uh, and Winslow was someone that they kept around in case they couldn't get mm-hmm. someone else. You need someone to punt the football. Uh, hopefully not too much here, or at least not as much as we've seen in a year past. But yeah, if you're going to draft a punter, like he should automatically slot into your starting role. If not, you're wasting a draft pick. And I don't believe Poles wants to waste uh, a draft pick. And he can say, I drafted a starter in the seventh round. And like for a rookie GM, like that's a that's a nice little resume, you know, booster pattern that you can kind of always keep <laughs> uh, in your back pocket. But Nick, you know, we went through the depth chart. I think that was a great exercise uh, for us to do today, and it kind of led and facilitated some really strong conversation uh, between the both of us to kind of give the lay of the land as of you know as of May fourth of where the Bears currently stand post draft. 
Uh, we've obviously identified like some spots where we want to see a little bit more talent. We've identified players on the bottom of this depth chart that we have high expectations for that can rise up as well as some guys that, you know, maybe they kind of fall out of graces uh, here a little bit. So all in all, I thought this was a great topic for us to kind of discuss. I uh, appreciate you uh, coming up with that yesterday evening for us. And I hope everyone enjoyed the show. It seemed like the chat, you know, really, really did. And I just want to appreciate everyone partaking in it, uh, participating uh, and kind of just giving some of your thoughts throughout. Make sure to like this video. That means so much to us when you like these videos. Uh, so make sure to give it that thumbs up, uh, share it with a friend. Uh, if you have a friend that's a bears fan mm -hmm. or a family member that doesn't know about us yet, uh, just that word of mouth. Uh, and I mentioned that back in like the Chicago audible days, it still means so much to us at CHGO that if you can kind of, you know, share our show uh, with some like-minded bears fans to kind of help grow this awesome community uh, that we've already had started. Nick, any final thoughts before I sign off? Yes. One thing. Well, I don't know if the name Nicholas Morrow even came up in this show because it we did. glanced at linebacks. We, okay. It did. Well, just want to give him a shout out there. Just again, one last time. And then there was one really, I, I love this comment. It was from, Oh, something Onyx. Uh, he basically said, "Look at the look at the the secondary becoming a strength all of a sudden." Somewhere around those lines, I'm like, "Yes, look at that. That was such a weakness before mm -hmm. this draft happened." And man, we were debating who's going to play where. The competition here. It is a great thing to kind of have now that the Bears are in this situation right now. I'm sorry, you're just making me laugh. Like, did we talk about Nicholas Morrow? And I'm like, you literally said he was calling the plays on defense. Yeah. Okay. So I, maybe because we're a doppelganger of each other now because our name's so similar, like I completely forgot, but I saw that in the comments. I'm like, Nicholas Morrow, did I say anything about him? Like, Oh shit. He's calling the place. Oops. <laughs> I said that too. <laughs> you did. So Great. there we go. <laughs> well, yeah. And then you're going to get a call. Like, why did you say that? Like, so you, you should definitely remember. Nicholas Morrow. That's right. There we go. All right. That's going to do it here for today. Uh, make sure to follow us, uh, follow us on the socials, you know, at CHGO underscore sports at CHGO underscore bears. I'm at Will DeWitt. My L's are ones, but if you just type in Will DeWitt, you'll find my face. I promise. And if you don't know what I look like, my bio says I cover the Chicago bears. And then of course at Nicholas Moriano, because he's a unique character and he gets to have his full name as his handle. Lucky you, Nick. <laughs> Hey, All right. I got it. I got it early on it. <laughs> there you go. All right. That's going to do it here for today. Uh, we'll be back at you tomorrow with more Bears talk, but have a great rest of your Wednesday and take care.